All right, guys, it's really been a while since we've had the honor of chatting to our next guest, head coach and owner of SBG Island, the best-selling author and co-founder of Wimp to Warrior, a pioneer in the MMA game. Let's not forget Island's first ever BJJ black belt, John Kavanagh. Welcome back. It's been a while. How are you, man? Yeah, it's been a minute, as the kids say. <laughs> yeah, the kids have all the best sayings these days. I don't even know what they're saying anymore. Like, back in our day, some of this stuff made sense. All right, so quickly, I know you're a busy man. You're always traveling the world. You're changing lives, helping people out. We saw just this week on Will Smith's new YouTube show, Best Shape of My Life, you put him through a Wimp to Warrior-style workout. I'm wondering, what was oh, it like training with a fresh prince? Is that um has that been released, has it? Yeah, man. And everyone's like, hey, look, it's John Cavie's in there. You're you're full in one of the episodes. Where where's that on YouTube, is it? Uh, yeah, it's on YouTube. Great show. But yeah, you're you're in there, you're training him. How was it? Training the Fresh Prince, man. You know, it, it was it was very cool, but uh, there was a funny story. There was um I got picked up by his strength and conditioning coach, who's an Aussie. Mm-hmm. And while while we were driving to meet him, I I said to him, um, Hey, just out of interest, does he have any niggles? Because, you know, I'm going to be putting him through a workout. Is he tweaked any? And he started laughing. And he said, do you know what I mean by that? If I say, does he have any niggles? Yeah, like yeah, any injuries yeah, like, or anything. Injuries, yeah. Yeah. So he goes, do me a favor. Just ask him that when we meet him. So I was like, okay. So we get there and I turn to him and I say, oh, um, just want to check, you know, before we get going. Do you have any, do you have any niggles? And he looks at me real serious and he goes, well, I've got three of them, but I prefer you didn't call them that. And I was like, what? Oh. And it turned out like, that uh, this seems to be, I don't know whether it's Aussie and UK and Ireland or something, but uh, he, he, your man had asked him that same question and he kind of blew up. At him. He didn't blow up, at him, but he, he made a joke of it. And then I asked the exact same question. So that, that was a... Funny slash awkward start. <laughs> oh my god! I, I, love, I love that as trainer because his trainers and Aussie as well. Like you said, I love how he's trying to kind of set you up and thought it would be funny as well to, to to do that. You know, it just shows his team has such a good sense of humor. You can see it on the show. Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah. Out of then there was a, mm-hmm. it was kind of a strange moment. Like I was putting through a workout, and and what I do is I simulate the kind of energy systems for an MMA fight. And in between, like I do in between rounds, I, you know, really try to mimic what a fight's like. And he's sitting in the corner in between rounds and I'm sitting by his side and I'm giving him instructions as though it's a fight. And then it just hit me. I said, Jesus, this is, this is the movie Ali. I'm in, his, I'm in <laughs> Ali's corner here. And uh, it was one of those uh, surreal moments I've had over the last couple of years that I'll, uh, I, I won't forget in a hurry. I was going to ask you, so what is your, fr- your favorite Will Smith movie? Is it Ali? Uh, yeah, it'd have to be, it'd have to be Ali. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I told him I, I could never forgive him for, uh, for legend for what he did to the dog. So yeah, he got that reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who knows? My dog, you can see my dog is my killer dog there. Sleepy Aww. side is How adorable. So, What's the name? That's Kira. And then Valko is outside the door. Well, you would expect the dogs to be well trained if they're John Kavanagh's dogs. You know, they probably know a couple of strangleholds as well. But I mean, speaking of Wimp <laughs> to Warrior, man, I mean, this program has really taken the world by storm. You've got big names such as yourself, Daniel Cormier, Laura Sanka, all working with the program. But for those who are still in the dark about it, just sort of break it down for a lot of our listeners who still haven't really been able to look into it. What makes it so special? 
Um, it's authenticity is what drew me in. Um, it was a UK slash Aussie guy, Richie Cranny, that come up with this idea and he wanted to take one person and train them up to do their first amateur fight. And uh, yeah, I think he's based, he was based in Sydney and he put it, I, I don't know, like an ad in the paper or back in the day, he put ads in papers then, I think. <laughs> and um, he had about 400 applicants for it. And then he realized, wait a minute, this is something people want to do because MMA has one of the largest fan bases in the world, but it doesn't have an easy on-ramp for somebody that's, you know, maybe in their 30s and yeah. it, it likes watching the sport and maybe, you know, went past the gym one day and saw a bunch of 19-year-olds killing each other and went, oh, that's maybe that's a little bit too much for me. And, uh, you know, walk on past. And um, I, I believe what the strength of WW is that it gives an, an easier and more friendly on-ramp you know, they know they're going to be joining with 20 or 30 other people that are similar age, you know, maybe haven't done sport in, in a long time or maybe ever. And, you know, want to start from scratch day one, just learn the movements of mixed martial arts and then move on to the techniques of it. And then eventually after 20 weeks, 100 lessons, 100 hours, have their first amateur MMA fight. And, you know, I gave it a go here a couple of years ago and it's I really transformed my gym and this weekend uh, we have an event it's we're kind of doing a fun thing battle of dublin so it's my gym versus own roddy's gym and i believe we have almost 60 fights going to be happening over three wow. events wow. over the whole weekend it's the biggest amateur mma weekend in irish mma history and the great thing is is that you know my gym has a, a decent profile obviously but we're in over a hundred gyms worldwide, and it's it's transform gym, transforming gyms worldwide. And all the coaches come back saying the same thing: is that it's a very you get a very dedicated cohort that want to do this. You know, you kind of get guys to come and go, but the group you get to do this, they're they're almost uh, uh, how would I say it? Like they're almost like religious about it. We've had dozens of them get the uh, WW tattoo on them when they're finished it. Wow. And it's a real achievement. You know, you guys know it's one thing doing some sort of body transformation program. You lose a bit of weight. You take a few Instagram photos. That's great. But with this, it's really the, what drew me in as well is that it's what people take away from it from a mental side of things. There's, there's nothing like training for combat sport to really change somebody on the inside. It's great. We get the weight losses. We get all those great pictures. But it's the continuous stories we get back of people saying this made a genuine impact on their life that has carried on into other areas of their lives, whether that's, you know, dealing with a toxic relationship or getting out of a job they didn't like or going for a new job or they've been able to apply the, the mental uh, benefits, the me mental health benefits and mental strength benefits and the confidence that comes with mixed martial arts training. And uh, it's, it's incredibly rewarding. I was going to ask you, there's obviously the, the famous story from your book about how, you know, when you were younger, I believe you were, you were taking a girl out and then you got into a fight and it didn't go well for you at all. Uh, you got really, Not really badly. You got one for sure. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> you know, that kind of fear of that happening to you again was kind of what triggered you uh, getting into uh, um, not so much MMA, but like BJJ and then combat sports. Yes. And I wonder how many people you meet through Wimp to Warrior that have had maybe not the same experience, but just people who can relate to that situation, how many people you see. And that's the, you know, the same reason why they wanted to get started with Wimp to Warrior. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, many, many years later, I look back at that and my first decade or so of training, I realize now I wasn't 
it was great learning how to fight and how to defend myself. But really what I was trying to do was find confidence, get my self-confidence back. I was in a bad way for quite a while after that. And mixed martial arts gave me confidence. And that's that seems to be the overriding message that we're getting back from these people is that, you know, I, I wasn't a sporty type growing up. I never did team sports. I was more a bit of a comic nerd and, you know, I was into I was academic and uh so the sporting world wasn't really open to me, but combat sports, I, I just fell in love with it. And and every gym I went to, it's scary crossing over the threshold, but you tended to meet the same types of people that really love teaching and love passing on techniques, love helping people. But it's just going from from nothing to getting to a decent level. That that first part is is can be is terrifying to people. It's terrifying to me, and. I love about this program is that it's really aimed at those people to give them a more welcoming and a, 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 like I said, an easier on ramp so that they become they can become involved in this great world that we're all deeply inside now. But for those on the outside, it's like, hey, well, what's step one? Well, go to wimptowarrior.com and find a place in your area and, and, and give it a go. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, it's an inter it's a crazy journey. And I know exactly what you're talking about because there's such a difference between sort of going to the gym and getting into shape, but being able to go through a journey like this, you learn so much as well, so many skills, and you get to experience all these different skill sets that you hang on with with yourself for a very, very long time. I'm curious, Matt, like what would be a surprising thing that people might take away from doing it? And sort of how similar is it to an experience of what, for example, a professional fight fighter, such as like one of your fighters, like a Conor McGregor or something would go through in a preparation for a fight? Well, again, uh, I love the fact that it was beneficial to people, but for me, I had to be real. I had to represent the sport in, in, in the right light. I'd had a few companies approach me to do a, a sort of a white collar version of, of MMA. And you train a couple of times and you have a, a really ugly fight in front of your drunk office mates. And I just wasn't really interested in that, you know, <laughs> um, this is genuine. You're up at 5 a.m. for for five months. And that alone, uh, the sort of dedication and, um, you know, you fully immerse yourself and you, you end up at the end of it with genuine MMA skills. We've had, uh, I, th I'm sure, I think it was an Aussie girl went off to, at the end of it, went off to represent Australia in the, the IMAF yep. World Championships and even got a medal. So, you know, people are coming out at the end of this with, with real skills. And, and what you said there was is another big part of it that, you know, you can do a fitness program for a couple of months but it's it's learning skills and most of the people end up at uh, at the end of it they end up joining and carrying on with learning kickboxing or mm. or jujitsu you know they might go on to a single discipline after they've done an mma fight and they become lifelong members of of their gym and become part of that community and, and part of the overall mma community and a lot of them and my ones have gone on to become judges for mixed martial arts or referees or helping out in the gym, becoming mentors for future seasons to help people get through those first couple of tough weeks. And you, you really create this community online and, and in gyms that's, uh, that's very special, you know? Yeah, 100%. It's crazy. Like, I remember Wimp to Warrior just starting up, uh, you know, however many years ago, and then to see what it's become now is just incredible. Like you mentioned, some people going on to be such uh, key fixtures in MMA, like judges and stuff. Um, and then you mentioned, obviously, like the, the the self journey that you went through and that people go through. Obviously, Connor is going on his journey at the moment as well, recovering from, you know, a pretty horrific injury. While we've got you, I wanted to ask you, you know, how is that going? And do you have any idea what kind of a return timeline we'd be looking at at the moment? 
Yeah, I was actually only speaking to him a couple of hours ago. He's he's in. Um, well, I won't say where he is, but he's, he's coming to Ireland uh, <laughs> just in case. Here's the post. And, and usually between this era and this era, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, he's going to be back in the gym. <laughs> he's going to be back on the mats now in the next couple of weeks with me. And we'll, uh, you know, he's doing a lot of strength training at the moment. The guy's jacked. I think he's coming back as a middleweight. <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> Uh, but he'll be back on the match with me, with me now shortly, and we'll we'll start off with with co- you know combat sports training again. And um, he's getting some. Um, I always have to choose my words carefully here. <laughs> but look, you know, we'll we'll start we'll start with drills, and and I actually joked with him. I said, look, I'd rather if we just start off with uh, some techniques, some drills. Let's see how you're going. And he's like, no, I'm going to do five by five. That's that's what I'm coming back to do. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, <laughs> we're straight into full full combat training again. Wow. But uh, he's very enthusiastic, very upbeat, very excited to attack 2022. And uh, I'm not, not sure when he'll be back, but he'll be back. Well, your great book is obviously titled Win or Learn. And um, do you think there's aspects from this last fight? Obviously, there was that horrific break that you know, you wouldn't wish upon anybody else. It was so, it's so inspiring to see Conor make the return from that. But do you see any aspects from his latest experience that it was sort of a learning experience for the team, O'Connor? Well, that's, that, you know, that there's the overriding message of, of combat sports and of this program is, is dealing with failure, dealing with losses, dealing with injuries, and having that mindset that, you know, as long as I keep coming back, I can, you, I can never lose if, I, if I'm not going to quit. You know, that's... It's only when you quit that that's when the real loss comes in. But with, with all sports, you know, every big card you have, 50% win, 50% lose. And this is something we tell all our contestants that, you know, I have a big event, 50-odd fights, 60 fights at the weekend. There'll be 60 winners and 60 people will lose on the night. But, you know, everybody's go- everybody's really winning with this because they've done something so um, impressive and this something they should be so proud of and something that's, they're going to come back and give it another go. Or like I said, maybe go into one of the individual sports, work their way towards a jiu-jitsu black belt or, you know, become kickboxing or go on to coach. Everybody's going to have different uh, end, end, end goals and depending on their, you know, age and ability, where they're going to go and compete. But the overall goal of this is to get as many people as possible that are fans of the sport involved in the sport. Mm. I'm surprised, Connor, you said there were like 60 fights coming up between you and Owen Roddy's gym. I'm surprised Connor hasn't called out every single contestant <laughs> because at the rate he's going, he's calling out everybody on the roster. You know, there's not this friendliness between he, him he, and Chandler. He, he, he has a busy couple of years ahead of him, doesn't he? <laughs> he? He looks like he wants to stay busy with all the, you know, matches or the fights that he's teeing up. I guess the million dollar question is who ideally would you like to see him return again? um god i i don't really know like uh it's it's be kind of you know i just don't really involve myself in that anymore just i i he's got a hundred opponents lined up it would it would appear but let's just get back training let's let's uh let's test the leg and test test everything and when the time comes i'm sure he won't be short of a uh, choice <laughs> well, cause that's the thing he's saying he wants an immediate title shot do you think that he could go straight? <laughs> I know, right? I know he's coming back from this broken leg and he wants to go straight into a title shot. There's something admirable about it. Would you rather see him take maybe a warm-up fight against somebody else in the division? Or do you think he can go straight into a title shot? Yeah. He's not so much about warm-up fights. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he seems pretty warm to me as it is. So uh, what, what will come will come. 
And I guess the interesting thing from the coaching side of things is if you guys do fight Dustin again, it's fighting the same guy back to back to back, right? And that's a very interesting sort it, of it has to be called groundhog fight or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, but that's also a very fascinating perspective for a coaching team, a coaching stuff. It's not something that happens very often. Um, if you guys had to fight Dustin straight away, how do you sort of address that? And also, how do you even keep things fresh? I mean, obviously, you guys are preparing for the same guy over and over and over. Would it be, I mean, how do you even approach something like that? It's, it's such a difficult thing to do from a coaching side of things and a fighter side of things. Yeah, it's, it's, it's always interesting facing the same opponent because, you know, techniques may change a little bit, but the tendencies remain the same. So, you know, there's what we've been working on, we'll continue working on. Um, obviously there's you make adjustments each time and you're trying to improve and opponents can change so as long as the focus is on like i would always say to connor and all my guys the goal is is that if you're doing a three-month training block is that at the end of the three months you could beat your former self that's really all you can do is try to improve yourself it's what your opponent is doing or a change of opponent or whatever comes is going to be um, a little bit it, it is out of your control I always use the Aldo uh, Mendes fight as an example of that, that, you know, you're training to fight this uh, vicious Thai boxer with a great sprawl and great leg kicks. And on a week or so's notice, you go in against a short, stocky wrestler. That's you can't really get more different than that. But, you know, our approach has always been to try to be a better version of ourselves after a training camp so that if the opponent changes, it's not the end of the world rather than specifically always training to beat this particular style and suddenly there's a change and you, everything is out the window and you can't face that guy so that's that's an approach we had from the beginning because especially on the regional scene when connor was coming up i mean there was one fight i remember on cage warriors where he was i i think it was going to be a featherweight fight against you know whoever most of his guys turn into grapplers and he ended up fighting a welterweight kickboxer on on literally 24 hours notice and he went in, did the business because he had the skill set and he had, you know, he'd improved himself during that time that what your opponent does is not as important as improving yourself. Mm. You know, it's crazy because uh, for so long he wanted that Habib fight and then obviously Habib's gone on to retire and, you know, living live the good life. But now you've got Islam Makachev coming up in the ranks and people are saying, hey, this is a guy that might be a future champion. How much uh, does a fight like that sort of interest you? And do you think that would be almost like a continuation? Maybe not in the same vein, so to speak, as the, the, the Habib fight. I think that's kind of a one, one of one. But would that kind of, in some ways, continue the ri rivalry, at least from a competitive standpoint? And would that be kind of like a motivating factor of like, hey, here's Habib's guy. It'd be great to beat his teammate. Uh, well, you know, whoever he faces, he'll be highly motivated. It's clear at this stage, Connor has a few quid. He's got a he's got a few 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 dollars in the bank account. So <laughs> that's not the motivating factor at this stage. The motivating factor is competition, and you know, to improve himself and, and to test himself against whoever it is. For me, I, I would kind of leave those conversations for the fans, let them enjoy that. For me, it would just be a different body type, a different skill set, and let's see how we match against them. Whether it, to face Islam would be fantastic. He's a great fighter. Uh, you know, no matter what name you say in the UFC, in the top 15, they're all brilliant. You know, they're all excellent fighters. Everybody's, the level is so good at this stage in, in all weight classes, especially the lightweights. So whoever it would be, would be, would 
would be motivating, you know? Yeah, just outside of that, man, I just want to get your personal opinion. What do you think? I mean, who do you think should get the next uh, lightweight title shot between Islam and Justin Gaethje? Because this has been a bit of a debate in the MMA community lately. You know, I, I, I got to be 100% honest with you and say I don't really follow it super close anymore. Um, I just have so much on. I don't know if you can hear uh, young Connell in the background screaming there. <laughs> I've got the dogs, I've got WW, I've got my gym, I've got yeah. 90 fighters on the books now. Every weekend I'm at some shows. So I just I just don't have time to kind of bog myself down and the exact paths people are going and, and what's going on in the scene. Um, I just love watching fights. So where, whoever it is, be sure I'll be watching it and trying to break it down and, and work the techniques with my team the following week. Yeah, and speaking of fights, where are you watching yours? Are you going to be staying at home, paying full price for pay-per-view, or maybe go to the pub and have a few pints and maybe a Palmer with the buddies or the missus or with your friends? Uh, I know I'd rather not pay for pay-per-view and watch it at the pub and soak up the atmosphere. The question is, though, which pub is showing the fights? How many screens? Is there commentary? Normally, you got to make phone calls to find these things out, but with our good friends at MatchPint, the app solves all your problems in life, really, because you you boot up the app, you simply select what event you're looking for, for example, UFC, you know, whatever, 269 down the road, and then you it pops up with a list of pubs that are in your area. You simply scroll through, have a look, you can see what kind of reviews they get, you can see what kind of fixtures they have, what kind of special offers they have, maybe they're offering free pints, it shows you how many screens they have, whether there's commentary or not, whether they're pet friendly or not, all sorts of things, and then you hit the map button and it takes you straight there, and then you can tell all your friends and be the hero of the group. With Match Pint, your best friend for sports, isn't that right, Dennis? That's right, man. And also great for uh, smaller niche sports that you can't really catch at the pub normally here in Australia. What about your NBA? What about your NHL? What about your NFL? Um, maybe no fights this weekend, but you never know. LeBron James throwing those John Jones-like elbows at the Pistons just the other day. You never know what's going to happen on those big screens. There's only one place to find out, and that is at MatchPint. Click the link in the description below and download the app today. Have it in your pocket and be ready for whatever comes your way. MatchPint is your best mate for sport. And Cass, even though there's no fights this weekend, there are a lot of big sports happening with obviously Turkey Day going down in the States. And there is one place to capitalize on that, and that is at our friends at MyBookie. Make sure to double your first deposit with the promo code submission. But how about this? What about a $250 risk-free bet? Right now, it's the fourth annual Turkey Day $250 risk-free bet that goes down between the Raiders and the Cowboys, which goes down in the States on Thursday, November 25th which is the Friday here. It's a risk-free bet. It's a risk-free bet. You can eat your turkey, kick up your feet, watch the football and put up to $250 up risk-free. Make sure to go to my bookie today, sign up with the code word submission and take advantage of all the craziness that comes your way. Thanks to my bookie cast. I know, especially ahead of Christmas, make some money for your presents and ho, 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 gentlemen, because Christmas is coming early. Uh, but like we say, you don't want Santa Claus's beard hanging out of your pants, especially when you're strolling down the beach in this, uh, in this hot Australian summer that's around the corner. So use the best grooming tool on the market, the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. 
Don't cut your balls off with a rusty razor. Uh, it's got the skin safe technology. It's got multiple guards so that you can uh, trim to your length and whatever you like. You've got the LED light, it's waterproof, wireless charging dock station. So you can just have it hanging out, you know, next to your shower in the bathroom. You go in in the morning and you just take care of business. Maybe you wanna, you know, actually I need to trim my beard. I've got the neck beard growing, so I should probably take care of that. You can trim anything, maybe your arm hair, maybe your leg hair, maybe, your, I did my ears the other day. You can use it on anything. Got the 7,000 RPM uh, motor. And if you get the performance package 4.0, it's a great, great gift because it comes with the lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver, the Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant Moisturizer and Toner. And you're basically set for summer. It comes with free underwear and a bag to chuck everything in there. What more could you want? Great Christmas present for yourself or even loved ones. Again, you'll be the hero of the family. Bang, Manscaped for everybody. Yeah, that's right, man. I mean, at the end of the day, when you see Bear Grylls out in the in the woods in the forest, he finds food out there, he finds shelter, but there is no way that man can shave his own pubes with just purely his hands. Mm. There's only one device that could do it, and that is this amazing product from Manscaped. Make sure to do it today. Be be the Bear Grylls in your life. This thing does everything. This thing is reliable. You can take this thing anywhere you need to go, and with this amazing package, you are basically set for many, many years to come. Go on there and use the code word submission to, for 20% off and free shipping today. Use the code word submission, 20% off and free shipping. Thanks to Manscaped. Love it. Uh, but John, going back to you, we saw Connor pacing back and forth watching Max Holloway, uh, which is a rematch that people have been curious about for so long. Uh, but I get the sense that there's no way that happens at featherweight. If, if that fight was to happen, is it safe to say that it'd have to be at lightweight? I think that would be a safe bet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and just quickly before we get a flatweight coach. The funny uh, thing is, like you, you know, I think for guys at at Connor's level and Max's level and those guys, I don't even really know why they 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 bother cutting weight anymore. You know, it's it's almost like just just let them fight. You know, because I, I'd imagine Max is probably heavier than Connor um, outside of fighting. Um, I, I've heard stories of him getting up to really high uh, high weight. So why would they agree to fight and then spend eight weeks trying to deplete themselves to get down to some weight class to fight for some belt that they... Uh, has Max been a champion? Has he held a belt? Uh, featherweight, yeah, for quite a while. And, yeah, then he fought, you know, and then they fought Dustin for the interim. Yeah, so, I mean, Max has had a few belts. Connor's had a few belts. So they've done that. Mm. You know, push that to one side. I don't know if it's that important anymore. Um, just have them fight at their weight, whatever their weight is, just... Let them do it. <laughs> you know, the boat, whatever weight they are, uh, let's go. It's fascinating as well because Max, you know, is saying that he's uh, the be one of the best boxers in the company. I mean, if he, and by the way, the, the thing I love about this fight as well is that it's happening now so far down from their first fight. How different do you think this fight would look like? And how kind of motivating is it for this like best boxer in the company thing to be attached to this, <laughs> to this fight? I know Connor would love that. Yeah, of course. Look, there's so many great storylines for Connor there against any of these guys, and maybe maybe they should have a boxing fight uh, and, and and decide it. <laughs> uh, you know, because once it's MMA, it's MMA, right? Um, I, yeah, like I said, I all of those conversations are fun, but I I sort of leave them for the fans to argue online about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Last one uh, about the lightweight division. Who do you think is going to be winning between Dustin Poirier and Charles Oliveira? Who do you think is going to be the new champion come the end of 2021? Um, God, it's it's a great fight. I, I'd probably be leaning towards Dustin. Um, but man, Charles is 
uh, follow. He's a great one to follow, and he's talk about that story of you know coming up and going down and having ups and downs. But he has that mindset of of learning from mistakes, learning from failures. All these years later, he's still continuing to improve. He's so dangerous now in all aspects of mixed martial arts. You know, obviously at the start he was more jujitsu, but now he's very good strike and very good wrestling. He's he's a great fighter everywhere. Um, I just think Dustin would have a little bit more experience of him and a, a little bit more at this stage. So I, I would, I'd probably get, it's just, it's one of those ones that's 60, 40, you know, it's certainly <laughs> not 80, 20 and anybody's, but maybe 60, 40 for Dustin. Mm. I know you got to jump off. So we'll end on this for anybody who's on the fence about Wim Tawari, which at this point they really shouldn't be. What's the, what's the message to them and what, what's the best way that they can get involved in their city? Well, go to Wimp to Warrior 2, the number 2, WimpToWarrior.com. Have a look, you know, read some of the testimonials, have a look at some of the videos. And what I think the takeaway will be is that you'll see you in it. You know, it's not it's not a bunch of 18-year-olds looking to become professional fighters. This is people. We've had two people over the age of 50, you know, combined age of plus 100 in the cage at this stage. So it really is truly making mixed martial arts accessible for all people, all people, all body types, men, women, all ages. And um, it'll make it that little bit more interesting. The next time you're watching the card, you'll be able to spot what's going on a bit better, maybe appreciate some of the grappling a bit more and just how draining it can be. And it, it just makes the whole um, being part of this world of combat sports more intriguing. Yeah, that's a jump in there. And of course, follow the man on social media uh, at coach underscore Kavanaugh on Instagram and at under, uh, John underscore Kavanaugh on Twitter. And of course, pick up his great book. Just quickly, is there a second book around the corner? When can we when can we expect a second? There's so much going on in your life. You have the kid, you have the dogs. Uh, it was. Huh? Uh, it, it, it was. I'm glad I did it. You know, my especially for my mom, it was a big deal that I had a book. But uh, I, I don't think I could go through that again. <laughs> there it is. All right. Thank you so much, Coach. We appreciate your time. I might be visiting you guys in the new year. So if I'm oh. if I'm in town, I'll drop off awesome for a couple of. Couple of schooners. Hundred percent. That'd be good. We, we only do pints here, but we appreciate the the lingo anyway. Thank you so much for your time, John. Appreciate <laughs> it. All right, guys. Take care.